Wow. Yeah. I don't know. God's up there just laughing at us, I guess. <laughs> That's the only thing I could come up with. I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. And the home of the And we are back another week's gone and you've got another shot of James and Gary coming right at your ear holes. Uh, better gear up, I guess. Um, be prepared. Uh, I don't. That's a Boy Scout motto. I was never a Boy Scout. I was a Cub Scout. That didn't end well. Um, you know, traumatic childhood memories. But uh, this isn't a podcast about the Cub Scouts or the Boy Scouts. This is a podcast about deck hockey. And I'm coming right at you. And so is James. How are you, James? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> good, good. So uh, you can come into our den and... Um, I mean, maybe we're coming into your den. I don't know where you're listening to this. I'm trying to make some kind of tenuous connection between the scouts and, and hockey. I can't really do it, so I'm just going to blow past it. Move on. Well done. All right. Yeah, that's a <laughs> good, good call. <laughs> How was your week, James? Pretty good, actually, and I appreciate the uh, online attention that we've been getting, too. So that, that's always really cool. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a uh, couple of things that I wanted to bring up and cover from last week. First, as you mentioned, or as you alluded to, we have gotten some kudos and, and some recognition for last week's episode. Specifically, we want to throw a huge thank you to Hailstone Games for retweeting us and checking out the podcast. And in fact, offering to uh, throw us a copy of the game on them, the uh, the VR, the um, excuse me, I should call it by its proper name if we're thanking them for for offering it to us, the goalie VR game, which if you listened to last week's show, you know, is a VR headset goalie simulator, which uh, we we talked up huge. And uh, so that was really, really cool of them. And if you didn't listen to the show last week, the short version is this is a really cool thing. If you have a VR headset, an Oculus Rift or a HTC Vive or Vive, which uh, I couldn't figure out the pronunciation of, then you want to jump on this because this is a really cool thing. So, you know, thank you so much to Hailstone Games for that. And the, the second thing that I wanted to mention is... Listening back to episode 75, I realized we left out a couple of people who were very important contributors to the podcast in, in, in the fir over the first 75 episodes. And specifically, that is uh, Brad Vonsky, our resident hockey expert, really, in terms of scouting and breaking down plays and He's been a, a many-time guest on the program. So, Brad, thank you for your support. Sorry we forgot about you last week. And his his cohort, his partner in crime, Mike Margiata, 
who has also been a very big supporter of the podcast. Was he our first guest? I think he I believe, was our yeah. first guest on the show. Yep. So, um, Mike, thank you so much for all of your support, and we we really appreciate it. And again, sorry to both of you for uh, for forgetting and neglecting to mention how much you have meant to the podcast. So there, you have been properly recognized, I hope, uh, as well. And, you know, you didn't get dumped in, in, the, in the, uh, the pile on episode 75, so you get your own special shout-out this week. So good for you. Right, and just one more thing, too, to uh, Columbus Deck Hockey Association on Facebook. They were kind enough to share our Facebook page, Hit the Deck, and uh, we will definitely return the favor. So thank you to Columbus Deck Hockey Association. Cool. Thank you. Yep. So what's going on, James? I think I asked you how you were, how your week was, and I don't remember an answer. You may have given one, but I don't have a very good memory, and it's been a bit of an evening. So uh, <laughs> forgive me if I've, uh, I've already forgotten. So humor me. How was your week? Actually, it was really good, and, and that's what got us into the whole thank you right, uh, routine. Okay, yeah. So that, that's fine. But uh, in terms of hockey, it's been great. Our favorite hockey team has been playing really well. Let's and go Blue it's Shirts. Fun watching. That's right. Uh, Five-game winning streak at the recording of this podcast, mm -hmm. so they're right back into the league. The Islanders have been playing really well, and the Devils have been off to a great start. And uh, also, I was noticing before we went on air that tonight, at the recording of this podcast, the Devils are having a special WWE night. I did not know that. Yeah, so um, super fan Sue, you know, tapping the sticks to you for that one and your favorite franchise out there for doing something so cool. I saw somebody dressed up as The Undertaker. Oh. Um, there are a couple of WWE superstars there, and it, uh, I tip my cap. If I'm not mistaken, tonight the Devils are attempting to lay the smack down on Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton's in town, so you're probably right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't think I've ever uh, rooted for the Devils on purpose, but I applaud your promotion. So, good, you know, good on you. I, yeah. I approve. <laughs> How was your week? Uh, my week was okay. I went to a wedding this past weekend, and the wedding was in Staten Island. And apparently there are no good reception halls in Staten Island because uh, this reception was in Jersey. And um, it wasn't in Asbury Park, but we stayed. the hotel we stayed in was in Asbury Park. So uh, if you're a Springsteen fan, the he, his famous album, Greetings from Asbury Park, the building... I guess a reception hall based on the way it looked, but I can't say for sure. The building next to the hotel where we stayed, in fact, said greetings from Asbury Park in, in lights. It had a sign lit up that said that, as did the, uh, the like electronic score, not scoreboard, but electronic display board that was a little ways down the road. So I'm sure that's kind of a thing for them, a touristy thing, and they try to capitalize on that, but you know, it's it's nice as somebody who has a, a reasonable Springsteen fandom. I appreciate it, and uh, so yeah, the 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 very this is the short version of my very long rambly story. Is yes, I had a wedding that took me to Jersey this past weekend, uh, which was also the New York Marathon, the New York City God Marathon. Yeah. So that was fun trying to get home. Uh, it actually wasn't too bad. We were able to take the GW bridge and then we left early enough that it wasn't too bad but it was a little inconvenient so thanks to my wife's cousin for uh getting married um 
the day before race day. And uh, his sister is actually getting married next summer on my anniversary, as it happens. But um, so, yeah, she is also going to be having the wedding in Staten Island and the reception in Jersey. So this just solidifies my hypothesis that there are no adequate reception halls in uh, Staten Island. So I, I don't know. That seems to be the thing. And now we know. And Thank knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yeah. G.I. Joe. I can never not say, and knowing <laughs> is half the battle after somebody says, now I know, because that's how I was raised. That, that was my childhood. It's ingrained in our heads. It's Speaking of automatic. now we know, should we introduce ourselves? Uh, if we must, sure. <laughs> Okay. If you would like to know who is yammering at you, you can probably already guess, but uh, let's make it official and jump into our starting lineup for this podcast. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my illustrious co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Yes, yes, indeed you are, sir. Indeed you yeah. are. And I I can't speak for you, James, because I know that your schedule for this weekend is a little up in the air, but I am looking forward to being able to get back out there on Sunday and get back between the pipes and maybe redeem myself. Because on the last podcast where we talked about the LIQ hockey, when I, in fact, gave the assessment of my new mask, I talked about how I had had a very bad day indeed and how... Uh, <laughs> I, well, really, I, I'm looking forward to redemption because I haven't gotten to play since. So um, here's hoping. Knock on wood and such. Yeah, uh, you and me both. I hope I'm out there with you, too, because I need to redeem myself big time as well. <laughs> so hopefully next week we can tell you all about that. But in the meantime, James, would you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Would be happy to. Thank you. Zial is a Sharks fan? It makes sense because San Jose is really close to Starfleet Academy in San Francisco, but Gold Ducat's daughter was on Deep Space Nine, not Earth, right, American Rhino? Maybe it was a descendant of Napoleon Bonaparte. Unfortunately, a very popular deck hockey rink in Waterloo, Iowa, was reported burglarized two weeks ago at the recording of this podcast. If the thief has not been caught yet and you're from the area and have info to help your local police, please do so. And Veterans Day. Veterans Day is November 11th, and the American Rhino and I have sincere thanks for all of our brave American heroes who have served. Thank you for our freedom, and thank you and your families for your incredible sacrifices. God bless you all. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So, uh, Zial is a Sharks fan. That's interesting. I don't even know if they have hockey in the 24th century. Yeah, exactly. They, they do make it a point that baseball does no longer, at least Major League Baseball doesn't exist anymore. But the mm -hmm. uh, Captain Cisco, it's his favorite sport. And he, the coolest thing about Deep Space Nine is he keeps that baseball on his desk. Mm -hmm. So good question. They never mentioned hockey or football or soccer or anything else either. But apparently Zial is a Sharks fan. So I guess hockey did exist in, in, the, in the future. It does exist, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think she ever spent any time on Earth that I know of. I haven't, in honesty, I haven't watched Deep Space Nine in, in quite a few years, so I can't say this with any certainty, but as far as I can remember, Seal pretty much just split her time between Deep Space Nine 
and maybe a little bit of time on Bajor, which uh, was the planet that Deep Space Nine orbited. And she also spent some time on Gul Dukat's ship. If I recall correctly, when he was out uh, uh, functioning as basically a raider and pirate trying to destabilize the Dominion in the Alpha Quadrant when he had stolen a, a bird of prey, a Klingon bird of prey. And he was oh, yeah. going around uh, with his Cardassian crew and, uh, you know, destroying Dominion ships. So if you're not a Star Trek fan, we lost you a long time ago. But if you are, you know exactly what uh, we're talking about. I think Zial had a thing with Damar, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so she probably spent some time with him as well. But I cannot remember any time spent on Earth. Okay. Well, apparently, I guess she did, or at least they got reception of, uh, of Sharks games up there in deep space. And forgive us, Doc Brown, for messing with the whole time-space continuum, especially so soon after the anniversary of your vision of the flux capacitor. Great, Scott! But to tie all this together, and thank you for your patience. Marty! Is that, uh, and speaking of Oculus, as we were talking about before, they have teamed up with a company called Zeality. And that's where the whole Zial thing comes from. And Zeality is quoted as the industry's only end-to-end -end VR solution for media, entertainment, and sports industries. This is heavy, James. <laughs> Very good. Yes, it is. But the whole point about this is that they, uh, the San Jose Sharks have partnered with Zeality and Oculus for a VR app a virtual reality application where fans can actually see in the real, well, virtual reality, 360 degree videos and photos of uh, their home arena and all things San Jose Sharks in real time, which is pretty cool. Now, the article that you linked to here in our notes, James, that talks about mm -hmm. this, says that it can get you right up on the glass in the, in the app, in the, like the VR headset. But it also says it takes you behind the scenes after games. So I was a little unclear whether that meant that you could be right on the glass during the game or if it was just like there were snippets of action here and there and more like clips than actually watching the game as it unfolds. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure with sponsorship and, and um, all of the uh, marketing solutions and, and contracts and such, especially with the TV contracts, I'm sure that they're not allowed to actually broadcast in-game action. But as you did say, exactly, they, they say that you get as close up to the action as your face up against the glass if you have those really, really great seats. But I'm assuming that it has to do with in-between periods, for example, mm. or pre-game stuff and things that have nothing to do with the actual broadcast of the game itself. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's on your phone and, and, and with the, uh, the 3D Oculus gear. And you can move your head around and feel like you're actually in the arena looking around. And it, it seems to be really successful. The Sharks are the first. I think, I think they're the only NHL team right now that have uh, partnered with uh, Oculus Gear and Zeality. But uh, as we said in a couple of podcasts ago, that it seems like the NHL is really embracing modern technology and probably uh, other teams will get involved too. Yeah, so I just have to kind of jump in there, James, and mm -hmm. correct you a little bit because it's... Uh, the, the Oculus Rift is one VR headset, and the Samsung Gear is uh, a different headset. So you're kind of merging the two there. Okay. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, right. Oculus and Samsung Gear VR devices. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want to confuse the listener. And uh, I, I just wanted to clarify that. So, you know, but it's interesting. I mean, this is the second week in a row we're talking about a hockey themed VR headset application. And it seems like these things are really becoming very popular. I have to wonder if this is going to be the future of this kind of technology. I know that the television industries have been pushing higher and higher definition. Like 4K is the big thing they're pushing now, and it hasn't been quite embraced as much as they would have hoped. And in fact, I heard a couple years ago at this point, so I'm sure they're well into development now, that once, even before 4K was officially rolled out on the market, they were already working on 8K televisions. So, like, I know that higher and higher resolution has been a thing for, for televisions, but I wonder if the next wave of HD or the next, you know, thing that's comparable to the grand leap of HD is going to be these VR headsets. Because, you know, it, you can, if you're sitting in your living room looking at your television, there's only so much detail that's going to impress you. You know, once you make the jump from, from HD to 4K and and then even further from 4K to 8K, it, it's not like, it's not really that noticeable, honestly. Unless you're up really, really, really close, you're not going to notice that much of a difference. But, you know, the, the headsets, these VR headsets are like a whole new world. You know, it's like a whole different experience, which I think is what appealed to people when HD television started to roll out. You know, you're you're... You're able to experience the media in, in a fundamentally different way. And I feel like that might be the direction. I know 3D fizzled out kind of. A, it, it became, you know, obviously movies are still, 3D movies are still a big thing. But there was a while, a short while, where they were trying to really push 3D television content as a thing. And that didn't really work out. So... I wonder if this is going to be the next thing. And I think that if that does wind up happening, I'm going to speculate that the thing that triggers that is going to be like um, a single, either a single platform or a single format that's adopted by every platform. Like, for example, Blu-rays didn't really take off until they kind of officially beat, what were they called, uh, HD DVDs? I don't remember when, when when Blu-ray first came out. That was Sony's offering, and then like uh, Microsoft or not not Microsoft specifically, but there was another kind of HD disc format at the same time. Do you remember that? No. Okay, you're, James is shaking his head. No, he's saying no. American Rhino. I think you're a crazy person. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now because I know I'm right. I just can't remember what it was called. I just remember those big discs. Before all that, laser discs, Blu-rays, and yeah, laser discs. Yeah. <laughs> You're going way back here, James. Yep. No, this is this is when when Blu-rays became popular. At the same time, there was another disc format that didn't. Uh... No, yeah, I was right. It was HD DVD. That was what the format was called, and it was you know I guess approximately it was comparable to Blu-ray in terms of the quality of the image. It's just it was a different disc format. And but you're right. There was also like the VHS Betamax kind of uh, war that 
also became a thing. And yeah, so the Blu-rays ultimately became the standard and then everybody started putting out their movies and re-releasing their movies on Blu-ray. So I think what's going to happen because these I see these headsets becoming less of game systems and more of enter just, you know, mass entertainment systems. And, you know, you don't have different television content for different televisions. You have different companies that make televisions, but all the televisions can play the same content. So uh, what I see happening eventually is that all of these VR headsets are eventually going to be, be, be able to play the same VR content. And so when that happens, I think that's really when you're going to start seeing television companies and you know production companies really start focusing and pumping out stuff for these headsets so that's the uh that's the golden tomorrow that, that i foresee in the future maybe you know 10 20 years down the line speaking of star trek and deep space nine you're talking about hollow suites and holodecks right now that's that's well, what you're really talking about kind of i but the uh <laughs> you know what i now no, actually, you know what I'm talking about, James? There was a, a TNG Next Generation episode. Uh, was it called The Game? Where uh, Wesley Crusher, not, not Wesley Crusher, actually, no. Uh, he was he was the one that saved the day. I think it was Commander Riker brought home a, like, uh, basically it was a virtual reality headset. Or, or like, actually, I think the analog would be more like a Google Glass. But he, he brought this game, this VR game, or... Um, Maybe it would be AR, which I believe stands for augmented reality, which is like superimposing game content or, or not necessarily game content, but superimposing content onto the real world, which uh, I'm going really granular here. But yeah, that was more how it was presented, how it was kind of like a heads up display, but you could still see the world around you in your peripheral and, and behind it. But yeah, so um, maybe this is more like that. But, uh, okay, yes. I, I don't even remember what we're talking about, James. <laughs> I've yeah, gone completely Zeno's down the rabbit hole. Sharks and... Uh, this is a... Or a wormhole, I guess, would be more yeah, accurate. I've gone completely that's, down the wormhole. That's right. So, uh, anyway, Zeality Mobile has paired up with uh, the San Jose Sharks and right now an Oculus and Samsung Gear VR devices for fans to experience all things Sharks with the exception of the games themselves from the comfort of their own homes. So it, it seems like the uh, NHL is embracing this. And, and as for now, they're still making sure that the experience of going to games is the most important thing where fans are still going to buy tickets to go to the arenas. But for example, for the upcoming winter classic game, if it's too freezing outside and they have the San Jose Sharks are involved in another outside winter classic game or something like that, maybe you can uh, see the ins and outs with your uh, HD 360 device. So uh, that's pretty cool and uh, cutting edge uh, as the NHL is always up there with it. And it's something that I hope that uh, the rest of the teams will get involved in because it seems like a lot of fun. Wasn't it like 70 or 80 degrees the last time the Sharks played in an outdoor game? Yeah, they played in Dodger Stadium and uh, it was on Wayne Gretzky's birthday, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. on January 26th, a couple of years ago. And how they kept the ice in pristine condition was a miracle in and of itself. And great idea of making sure the game was at night, but keeping it cold during the day at the proper temperature and playability was just uh, amazing. So I'm sure great job. They, they know what they're doing there in the greatest league in the world when it comes to hockey. Yes, indeed. Um, 
Yes, indeed. I don't have a segue. Okay. Well, this is Waterloo, Iowa, not the place in modern-day Belgium where Napoleon found his, well, met his Waterloo, if you will. But reported in an October 20th, 2017 edition of the Courier.com, and this is a quote, that someone broke into the office at Waterloo Deck Hockey on 460 Jefferson Street and took a tablet computer, money from the cash register, and refreshments, according to the police report. So I could understand stealing a tablet and money, but you have to be that despicable and steal some refreshments too while you're at it? I don't get it. Was it ABBA? I don't know, but uh, that, that, that's all the report says. Hopefully they caught the perpetrator and, and the uh, Deck Hockey League got its stuff back. And Gary and I hope that the Waterloo Deck Hockey get their belongings back, if they haven't already, and can just focus on having fun playing Deck Hockey again. Because yeah. it really caught on down there in uh, Waterloo, Iowa, in uh, popular Deck Hockey. They even have a really slick website, WaterlooDeckHockey.com. And uh, among the cool things about this website is that uh, they have a deck hockey-specific pro shop and a link to it where you can buy deck hockey equipment, sticks, and and you'll appreciate this goalie equipment as well. Mm. Helmets and stuff, uh, shin guards. It's pretty cool. Obviously, it's all Milek and things like that. It's not as heavy-duty as what we're used to. That's but still, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. And if you're in the league over there in... in um, in Iowa, you could just buy the stuff right there and away you go. So that, that's pretty cool. And the other thing I really like about the uh, their website is they have live coverage of league games. Do, do they need some play-by-play guys? You know what? The, maybe we should reach out to them. That's, that's a good idea. But And they also have a Facebook page too. So it looks like Waterloo Deck Hockey is a lot of fun. And as the, the reports have said, that it's really caught on big time over there as uh, Deck Hockey specifically. And... Yeah, yeah, you know, if, if you guys need some uh, play-by-play guys, Gary and I are your men. Waterloo, oh, I don't know any of the lyrics. I just know that it's Waterloo, Oliver, too. I don't know the song. I just, I kind of know the melody of the chorus, but I just, I really don't know beyond that. Uh, that that's more than I can say, oh, so right. good stuff, but... Uh, The funny thing about Iowa is that there's no NHL team in the state. However, they do border Minnesota, Illinois, and Missouri. So there's a heck of a choice between the Wild, Blackhawks, and Blues. So it seems like a very, very healthy place for hockey, which is something we appreciate and love, and specifically deck hockey. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you for that. It seems like they do maybe have a minor league team, the Mm -hmm. uh, Waterloo Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder if they are an affiliate of Chicago. That seems like it's not a coincidence. Yeah, I uh, I looked it up on the map to see specifically where Waterloo mm-hmm. was. Yeah. I think they're closer to um, Minneapolis than they are to Chicago, but it doesn't look like it's so far fetched that it, you know, couldn't be a quick plane trip or a few hour drive. I don't think. But well, the uh, Rangers affiliate is in Hartford, Connecticut, so. Yeah, that's not exactly a stone's throw away, but... I mean, it's not um, far, but it, you know... It's, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, you, you need at least a day if you're going to call somebody up. You, you got you to gotta compensate for the, the travel. But uh, the cool thing about the Waterloo Deck Hockey also is that their rink is specific deck hockey rink, and it's 100 feet by 50 feet, so basically half the size of a regulation ice NHL rink. Uh, half the distance only, to the goal? 
Exactly. And it's only over, it's barely over a year old. So it's really recent. And the games are four on four with goalies included. And their leagues start from the spring and go right through late fall right now. And as a matter of fact, they are playing their postseason games as uh, we record this podcast. We have a little experience with, uh, you know, four on four. So that's that's very interesting that they, I I guess with it being a, a much smaller rink, that makes sense, but that sounds pretty cool. You know, it, it, I imagine that leads to more fast-paced games, and we know from experience that a score, uh, a smaller rink leads to more scoring. So, you know, that that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and if you go to their website too, and we'll have the links up for WaterlooHockey.com, you can see the rink itself, and it's it's awesome. The the boards are great, and it looks like it's an excellent condition and something that we would love to play on. The surface. And exactly, I agree. It looks like it's uh, very narrow from the picture. And I'd imagine, sure, that, that the poor goalies must be standing on their heads a little bit more often than they should. But we appreciate you guys very much. And that's probably why they're specific four on four with the goalie included. I see uh, that the, this, they have leagues from spring through fall. Does that mean it's an outdoor rink? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes. All and right. I also saw that they have uh, winter stuff, too. But I don't know how long that lasts, and and if I guess they're much milder winters in Iowa than we're used to over here in the East Coast. But you never know. We've had our share of some uh, rough weather to play through. But uh, sure. you know, deck hockey players are a little tougher than we give ourselves credit for. And Joe Giacchino of the league says that, uh, and this is a quote: "We have about 140 youths out there." for the spring season, and we have 14 adult teams right now, and they're organized into divisions by age and skill level. Counting team members and substitutes, that's about 170 adult participants. That's a lot of hockey players. Exactly. So they're doing really well over there. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we felt bad to see that they were burglarized, and hopefully that doesn't happen again, and they get their stuff back. And it just seems like a really great league, as uh, I'm sure that the Columbus – league is too that uh, we're good friends with now on uh, on facebook and that's the point of this podcast is that deck hockey it's a lot of fun we want to spread the word on it and the more leagues that uh, catch on to this website and our podcast hopefully the better and we can just bring the whole big deck hockey family together under one roof so what you're saying is waterloo built it and they came exactly Right. That's awesome. That seriously, yeah. that that's 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 great. I did not know deck hockey was so big in Iowa, but that's probably probably like I'm uh, some kind of bumpkin. That's probably my big city prejudice. So uh, I apologize, Iowa. I I did not give you enough credit. Yeah. If James Earl Jones shows up, then you, you're really legitimate. But um, and the other thing too. For, oh, sorry. Sorry, I just said mea culpa, and I did it in a deep, resonant voice because you said James Earl Jones. Right. Well, Field of Dreams is one of my all-time favorite movies, mm-hmm. so thank you for bringing that up. Sure. Um, and yeah, just to give you an idea, the participants from that we said the adults and youths they range from grade level. I, I, I saw on the website too that they start from two years old and on up. So from grade school age to people in their fifties. So there are people older than you and I. Mr. American Rhino, which I can't believe people older than I am are playing deck hockey, but that, that's incredible. God bless. You know what? While you're mentioning this, we I, I do want to give a quick update and an apology. <laughs> Speaking of people over 40 who are playing deck hockey, we've talked before about uh, our super fan Anthony who plays for the Misfits. 
out in uh, St. James. And the uh, when last we spoke of them on this podcast, they were dominating their league and they were sitting pretty at the top, 3-0. and And I, I just actually heard from Anthony today that they have since lost their last four games. And so now they are not sitting pretty at the top. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Gary and I tried very hard, speaking of doing play-by-play, to do at least a couple of more games, and we wanted to do the Misfits just for that reason, for Superfan Anthony. Unfortunately, their schedule is really, you know, it's hard for Gary and I to get out there to begin with, because it's way out there on Long Island, and that's far away for us, and uh, it was on Sunday nights and things like that, so we just couldn't do it. But uh, yeah, I, I was keeping track of uh, what, what the Misfits were up to, and the and MASH too, the, uh, the ladies. Sure. Over there in the, their deck hockey league, and yeah, I'm, we we sincerely apologize for putting the kibosh on your season, Anthony. Yeah, Sorry, I did not mean to jinx you. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, we we don't we don't want to be Joe Buck of uh, the deck hockey world, and just sincere sincere apologies. I don't hate them. No, <laughs> so I'm we're not Joe Buck. I just you know. Well, he's like he's the the queen of the jinxes, but that that's a whole other story. I would <laughs> hope that we're also a little better. <laughs> <laughs> at, at you know commentating a game but, i should uh, hope so and and also too i think when it comes to strategizing because i believe he was quoted and i can't believe this uh, actually to tell you the truth but i think he was quoted as saying something as stupid as the team that scores the most runs wins or something it, it was or it was really ridiculous. i mean he's not wrong <laughs> no but for Un- crying out unless loud. he's talking about hockey in which case he would be wrong right then you get right or or football goals uh, right yeah Yeah, points but uh, listen james i'm I'm not trying to blow smoke here but i have i said this to you once before off the air but it bears repeating joe buck told the story when he was on the late show not long ago about when he was calling the super bowl he had a team of like five people with charts and you know lineups and and you know time cues and stuff and they would all just feed him information constantly you know and this is supposedly one of the best broadcasters in the game and you know in in the most important game of the year and he needs all these people to help him do his job for him Whereas, you know, we're just a couple of schmoes that are sitting there and you're doing most of the heavy lifting when we're calling a game and you have your notes and you're all prepared and you know what you're talking about. So, you know, don't sell yourself short. Give yourself the credit it is due. Speaking of which, (laughs) I know you can't stand it, but I apologize. But you're the reason why we do it. You came up with the equipment. You do the, uh, the, the Facebook link. It, it's your phone. It, it's you're broadcasting it. You're doing color, and uh, you're recording it. You're, the headsets. You even made your own headsets for crying out loud wow, to do modify. it all. So I'm not taking any credit for anything. Get out of here. My point is that I think you know we're yeah. It's a it's a low bar to clear, but I, I think we're doing a little better than Joe Buck. Right. I mean, you know, we're we're not ricking in the money, and uh, we don't have the connections that he has. No. Nepotism, but uh, anyway, we we do try very hard. And exactly, seriously, as Gary sincerely said, if you're listening out there, for the guys from Columbus Deck Hockey Association, and also for the Waterloo Deck Hockey members, if there's a way that we can figure out doing play-by-play for you, we'd be more than happy to. Well said. All right, so we should probably start to you know get this thing head towards 
the end of this thing. Uh, in, in wrestling parlance, uh, we should go home. And uh, I guess the, the way to close that is to just kind of acknowledge that coming up in the next couple of days or recently, if, if you're listening to this a few days after it drops, Veterans Day is November 11th. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, then you know the great respect that James and I have for not only the country, but the the men and the women who serve and protect our country and allow us the uh, the freedoms and, you know, the the safety that we enjoy. So this is, of course, the the, the day one. Well, one of the days, but the, the the day when we focus the most on those men and women who, you know, put put it all on the line for those freedoms and, and do do the uh, the jobs that, you know, frankly, I wouldn't want to do. I, you know, I've never served. I've never had any inclination to do so. I, I can't if nothing else, I can't imagine just being away from my family for that long. But but, you know, there's thousands, tens of thousands of people who do it every day. And so we just, you know, the uh, on, on behalf of the podcast and, and, you know, everyone associated with it, we just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to them uh, and, you know, anyone who has served, anyone who's serving now, you know, anyone who's who's made that commitment and, um, you know, stepped up. Thank you. Sincerely. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. Thank you for your service to the podcast. And, uh, you know, people people help out in different ways, and, and we appreciate all of them. We appreciate Pops for being the voice of the podcast. We appreciate Anthony Sejazi's contributions of music, the LIQ for sound effects. We appreciate you for continuing to support us in this endeavor, for listening, and, you know, being the reason that we are able to present this podcast each and nearly each and every week uh, as often as <laughs> as often as circumstance allows so thank you for that we would of course invite you always to contact us at hit the deck at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line about something or tweet at us on on twitter obviously at hit the deck pod uh, the character limit has recently doubled so if you were worried that you couldn't that you wanted to complain, but you couldn't quite articulate it in only 140 characters, you've got a brand new lease on life, my friend. So hop on the Twitter machine and just go nuts. Of course, our YouTube channel is there and our Facebook page, uh, Instagram, hit the deck. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of ways that you can get in touch with us. If you so choose, please choose. We'd love to hear from you. And please subscribe while you're engaged with the podcast please if you haven't already done so subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast or stitcher or any number of places where podcasts can be had and subscribed to and that goes double for our youtube channel please subscribe there we uh you know you you, you'll you'll want to know the next time we drop something who knows if it's going to be play by play or another how to or or something else entirely you won't know until you subscribe so just go ahead and do that and of course every episode of this podcast is also up on youtube so you uh you know, so we got that going for us i don't know why i lapsed into bill murray there but you know it, uh, sometimes 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 you just want a little bill murray 
You know, <laughs> nothing wrong with a little bit of Murray here and there. Funny guy. And uh, like to have a little bit of Murray on podcast. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So, um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, James, what, what, what am I even doing? What, James, what, James, save us. Well, now we're really in trouble if you're looking for me to save us. But anyway, thank you very much, American Rhino. Thank you for all the support out there. Everybody listening and checking out our YouTube page and, and Twitter accounts and the podcast itself. And, and again, uh, thank you so much for the beautiful thing that you said about our very brave and wonderful veterans. And thank you to all of the veterans and their families, too. Yeah, absolutely. The, that's that's something that definitely deserves to be said. Thank you for that, James. The the families of the veterans and the people who serve are just as important and just as worthy of recognition. So thank you to you as well, the people who are able to support the people who go out and, and do this stuff. So, you know, I whether you're, uh, you know, whether, whether you have a loved one who's serving uh, you yourself are out there serving or whether you are someone who is just enjoying the luxury of the freedoms that you have been granted because of the commitments and sacrifices of these people. You know, it's a small thing, but, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely worth your time to not take it for granted and do your small part by remembering it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. This uh, marathon, marathon ball, marathon motion ball, marathon motion ball. I'm just going to look at the paper that you prepared, James. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with this. Um, 